0: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support the show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links including the email will be in the description below. So we have a number of things to cover today. We also have a couple of games finally coming out. I know it's been it's been kind of like a barren wasteland almost. We haven't gotten any big games, anything that really catches your attention of course other than Hitman 3 which is so far my game of the year. I mean it's also the only big next gen slash last gen game that has been out but we are in March, end of March, and we are seeing some of these games come out. But we will we will talk about that a little bit later. The first thing I want to talk about, this is something that I have been kind of reading about. I've been seeing more and more uh, videos and articles pop up about this. I also have a couple of my friends on my end also kind of talk about this because they are interested in this world of gaming and wanting to get into this world for various reasons, of course, also being stuck at home right now, and that is whether or not 2021 is the perfect time to build a gaming PC. Now, this is no secret. It is essentially impossible to find one of the new GPUs and maybe actually some of the CPUs as well, especially from the AMD side. I'm not hundred percent certain about that, but let's be honest, when it comes to us gamers, which mainly the GPUs, Uh, as long as you don't buy a super horrible CPU, you shouldn't have any trouble. The GPU will handle most of it because you are, if you are buying these GPUs that we're gonna be talking about, you are going for some high fidelity, you know, high resolution gameplay. Uh, But of course, uh, we don't need to go into the nitty gritty, the technical side of that, but these GPUs, Nvidia last year released their 30 series of GPUs, which of course sold out immediately and are essentially impossible to find at the moment. Uh, same with AMD, AMD started releasing their next line of Navi GPUs, uh, of course these GPUs in some sense, in some way are are put into uh, the new console that just came out, I believe mainly in the Xbox side, I think on the PS5 side they do have of course a Navi GPU but it's like Navi 1.5, I could be wrong on this but I remember reading about this and this was considered a, a big win uh, for Microsoft and Xbox because they got the Navi 2.0 which was a new AMD GPU. Uh, but other, the putting that aside, it is basically really hard. It's basically hard to find these GPUs. And a lot of people predicted uh, sometime last year that by February, March, it would become a lot easier to buy these GPUs. And let me tell you, it is not. It is still the same. It is equally hard, if not harder now. Um, I think one of the biggest things that we've seen happen recently is, first of all, the aftermarket prices for the GPU, so what I mean by that is, of course, we have the Founder Edition, which is AMD's own version, uh, Nvidia's own version of the card, which will be priced at a specific amount, uh, so I think, I'm gonna use Canadian prices, so you can obviously kind of equate from that what it might be in, in USD and stuff like that. Uh, in, in in Canada, at, at Best Buy at least, the Founder's Edition of Nvidia cards are around 650, 670 Canadian dollars, and the aftermarket cards like ASUS, MSI, uh, Gigabyte, like all these other companies, their GPUs are around maybe $700, $800, something like that, between that range, right? So these are the aftermarket prices. They're always a little bit more expensive. They have, you know, extra fans, this and that, whatever. They have some extra, like uh, some other stuff, and that's perfectly fine. So one thing we noticed first, or what one thing that started happening was that these aftermarket cards started bumping up the price, especially ASUS. I don't know about the other cards. I haven't checked the other cards just yet, again, because like, what's the point? Because these I'm not, I'm not going to be able to get over these cards. But Asus at least has bumped up their price a little bit, um, owing it to low supply or just owing it to high demand. I don't know. I don't know their business practices, but they up the price for whatever reason. And this obviously is becoming making it, you know, everyone has a budget when it comes to PC. Everyone has a budget in general in life. Uh, you know, when you put some $100 extra to, to something that's already very expensive, that can kind of cause people to kind of turn the other way. I mean, obviously, in, these, in the case of these GPUs, it seems like it does not matter. But that's point one, that's one thing that we've we started seeing increases on, on these aftermarket prices which already says that there's some issue with supply or they're expecting something to be happening which is causing them to basically you know, bump up the price. The other thing, of course, is, is these bots, these scalpers. These scalpers who have basically ruined so many gamers' lives, in a sense. Uh, just, you know, not not because, you know, it's, it's something where, something that I do feel quite strongly about because uh, I read all these stories about people who, you know, wanted to buy a console or a gaming PC or anything like that for their loved one, for the kids, uh, for whoever it might, may be. And, you know, they, they have the money, they save the money, that's the thing. They save the money for what it's, what it's worth, like for what it is at the actual retail price, but they're not able to because of these scalpers. These bots that they've created, everything like that, they are just able to go online, buy it quicker than you can. You just, as a human, you're not going to be able to compete with a bot that's just buying up, scooping up all these all these cards and all these like consoles and everything like that. And then, of course, online and on eBay and whatever, you'll see these cards being marked up for double the price, if not more. And, of course, for you, someone who has saved the money, who has actually been ready to spend that much on, on a card or, or, or a console, you're obviously going to say, "You, I'm not going to be able, that's too much, especially when it comes to how much it's worth. It's not worth that much. I'm going to, I'm going to tell anyone that is thinking about getting a, a new console from a scalper, it is not worth that much. I'm telling you right now, like, please just wait. There's no point in ever, ever thinking about getting a gaming GPU or a console from a scalper for the price that they're asking. No, just no need, please just stop, <laughs> but that of course is you know the, one of the biggest things that has caused issue because you know scalpers of course will have their own mindset that no yeah you know what we, we, this is their livelihood I don't agree with that like no like this is this is uh, I'm, I, this is just okay, my my opinion I'm not I'm definitely just not okay with this whole scalper business um, I myself was fortunate enough when I first got the PS five I was able to pre order one on Walmart. And I was able to then get one at EB Games. I was able to pre-order one at that time. And what I did was I canceled my Walmart pre-order. I didn't keep it. I asked a couple of my friends if they wanted it, if they wanted like if they wanted me to keep the pre-order and it comes in and they can just give me the exact price that I paid. I'm not gonna ask for profit or, or like ask for anything extra, nothing like that. Uh, you know. And, and none of them wanted it at that time. And I, so all I did was I'm like, okay, I'm just going to cancel it. So someone else might, you know, it, it might pop up somehow on Walmart or whatever the case may be. Someone else can get it. And that's kind of how it has to be. That's how it should be. I was lucky enough recently when I saw it available, it was available online on, on the EB Games website, which is again, like GameStop. And I quickly messaged my friend who wanted one, and he wasn't able to get on the website because uh, he was, it was, on his side, it was like kind of giving him error messages, but I was able to kind of get on. I quickly purchased it for him. And again, I sent the thing to him. I sent the PS5, everything like that. He gave me the exact amount that I spent on it. Nothing, you know, no profit, nothing like that. Like that's what I'm more than willing to do is help out a friend, is help someone out and say, hey, here you go, you wanted this. None, none of this profit bullshit, right? I'm, I apologize, I tried not to cuss on the show, but like I just don't understand this. I just don't understand this need, this... Thing. Again, like i I'm, I'm, I know I'm just like stressing myself out thinking about this, but again, like going back to the topic, this is obviously a big thing that has that has caused issues for the PC market, for the PC GPU market, right? And of course, now more recently, is the issue is that the demand has also started going up. So, this is kind of the third point is that the, the demand on top of all of this keeps going up. It's just this need, it's kind of the safety that Nintendo is doing with the Super Mario 3D All Stars game that's coming out. Uh, or it's going to be taken away in a a week or so. It's just that when you know something is in short supply, even though, you know, you were thinking about wanting it, you were like, let's say, at a medium level of wanting something, right? And I'll I'll, I'll obviously give some examples in the future about how many times this has happened to me. You were at like a medium level of wanting something. You're like, you know what? If it's available, yeah, I'll check it out. Like, I don't mind. But then now you find out that there's low supply. It's really hard to get. Automatically, that medium want becomes, I need this. And it's not because... You need it it's more like look if 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 it's not going to be available at all i might as well just get it i might as well just pre-order this or order this or whatever i need to do right and that's kind of a point that we're getting at now is all these people that were kind of waiting for pcs waiting for you know for them in jobs you know all the stuff that's happening with the pandemic to kind of finally kind of move away from their line of work whatever the case may be and all these people that were waiting and now they're also like okay look i'm in i'm in a position where i want to buy a GPU. So the demand is kind of going up and now it's like, okay, I can't get one. So I guess I'm just going to be on Best Buy websites or on, on whatever kind of the computer website, whatever you need to go to, to buy the GPUs. I'm just going to be on these websites all the time to make sure I'm able to snag one. And because that obviously the demand is going to be high. So it's going to be harder for everyone to just get it because everyone wants to wants to build one. So when, when anyone asks me this question about whether or not 2021 is the perfect time to build a game PC. This is like what the one time. This is the first time because twenty twenty was perfect as well. Even though a lot of people kept saying, "Don't don't build a PC in twenty twenty at least or around the mid, mid because who knew who knew that it was going to be this bad, right? When it comes to getting the GPUs, uh, but around the around June or so for twenty twenty, no one everyone was saying that don't buy a GPU because the new ones are coming out. And now I think in twenty twenty one, it is going to be. I'm just telling you right now. Just be prepared for this. It is going to be virtually impossible to build a new gaming PC. At the same time, like as like kind of like last year, there's gonna be new GPUs coming out. I think AMD is already planning to release a bunch of newer versions of Navi. Maybe I think another year. I'm not 100% sure. I'm, again, I'm just just based on what I've been reading. Uh, Nvidia as well has a has a thing of always releasing a new GPU or new line of GPUs every a year and a half to two years or so. So you know it just comes down to okay, if you're finally gonna be able to get a 30 series card or a new AMD card by September October. At that point, I'm like, okay, like this is just because of the price you're paying. If you're paying way, way less for it, right, I would get it. But like six months later after the 33th card, if you get your 33th card, like six months later, the 40 series cards comes out and they're the same price and they perform way better. It's, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt, right? So it, I think 2021 is honestly a time where if you're lucky, look, if you're lucky in this month or like whatever, if, like right now, If you're lucky and you can find a 3070 or a 3080 or an AMD GPU and you can find all the parts you want for your PC, go ahead, of course, build a PC, 100%. But if you're someone that was thinking about all this but doesn't want to go through the hassle, you want to check it out, you want to go to a store, look at different boxes, look at different things, decide, take your time, Don't not be pressured into buying something so expensive. Like I think most of us, you know, want to be, most of us want to be in a position where we're not pressured to buy something, we want to be able to take our time. I think 2021 is not a good time. I think, in in, in fact, I would rather you put your attention to uh, maybe one of the consoles, uh, especially on the Xbox side. At least in Canada, the Xbox consoles do come back in stock very, very quickly, very, very often. And Xbox is, x Three X is the most powerful console out there. The Game Pass is amazing value. I think, like, if you're, again, like, PC and gaming consoles have two very different functions, Right. You have gaming PCs where obviously you game, but there's a lot more things you can do on your PC, like record this podcast. Whereas on, on the console side, you know, there's only very very limited things that you can do. But like if you are building a gaming PC primarily for the for you know gaming purposes and you have maybe let's say another computer or you're gonna use it for email and stuff like that and whatever, then I would just say like, hey, like why don't you check out the console side, check out Xboxes, check out the Nintendo Switch if you don't have one. And even the PS5, like I said. PS five I was I have no idea how I was able to get it in in March when you know it was it's been so tough for everyone like it is getting better it's not easy it's not easy at all but it is definitely getting better if you do kind of keep your keep track of it if you're looking for the consoles you'll be able to get it the GPUs on the side on the other side I completely forgot to mention this just because of the recent craze with cryptocurrency mining and everything like that especially because of you know the the new interest by tesla and all these other companies so many people are buying these gpus not for the purpose of gaming they're buying it for you know for mining and that's obviously causing a lot of strain on the on, on the supply and obviously that's causing a lot of strain for for us like because all the gamers that want to buy the gpu for the for G, for the, the gaming purposes <laughs> we want to buy the gpu for what it's meant to be used for uh, obviously i mean we can argue <laughs> it can be used for other things but you know, but that's the thing, like, I think that's the unfortunate thing, like, the way the world has shifted, especially after the pandemic, is being a PC gamer has never been, is, you, you you get so many amazing offers on PC now when it comes to Game Pass and everything like that, and all these sales and everything like that. It's, like, the perfect time to be a PC gamer, but at the same time, if you want to be a new PC gamer, if you want to just get into this, this sort of world now, it's so, it's, it's just so hard, and, like, I just don't want anyone to go through that stress, through that, all that Pressure and everything like that to try to find a GPU and all that stuff to like kind of, you know, fight your way through all this, through these systems and all that just to be able to get it. And then, you know, it's just to be able to pay, play games at a better, better resolution, bit higher frame rate. Like, I don't know. I, I, I just, I just want to push people more towards consoles that you can find right now so that you maybe buy a console, even if it's second hand if it's a PS4 or an Xbox one X, or, you know, if, if it's a series S, there's something that's on the cheaper side so you can have these games, you can play games and you can be involved in the gaming world and just have a good time. And then once these GPUs are more readily available, maybe when the 40 series comes out and and, you know where we see a higher amount of supply, then maybe you can say, okay, you know what? I can can take my time, let me look at the reviews, let me go in store, let me check out some stuff, let me, um, hopefully we'll be able to go to stores at that time, but let me check out some stuff and then jump into this. I think that's what I'm hoping for, that's what I'm hoping that happens in the future, it's really unfortunate, but right now, yeah, it is not the good, not a good time to build a gaming PC. So from this, we can move on to the other thing I wanted to talk about. A couple of games are coming out this week. Um, one of them is Monster Hunter Rise. I'm pretty excited about this one. I, uh, my, my history when it comes to Monster Hunter games is mainly with World and Monster Hunter World Iceborne, which I've been playing recently. Monster Hunter World, the first time I bought it on my PS4, I played it for like a while, I played for like 20 hours or something maybe, but then after a while I just kind of dropped off because it, I just got to a point and it just became really tough and I just didn't know what to do. Uh, it doesn't hold your hand, which I understand is kind of how the game is designed. And again, uh, technically it is supposed to be holding your hand at the same time because uh, other people have said that this is very beginner friendly, but it was still really, really tough. And I kind of dropped off. Then it came out on the PC and I jumped back in. I played it with a friend throughout the entire base game and I had a way better time. I was like, okay, so this is how it's meant to be played. And it was way, way better. And I kept. I was playing ice board, Same thing. I played it alone. It was not as fun, but I was just doing random matchmaking and had a way better time. So Monster Rise got announced, and first of all, it's a Switch exclusive for a year, I think, and then uh, it's gonna come out on PC next year. But first of all, it's a Switch exclusive. So I'm like, okay, that's like that's awesome. I need games on my Switch right now. And the other thing was that apparently it's taking a, a, a step further from Monster World, where it's gonna be even more user friendly. It's gonna be it's gonna be even more beginner friendly. They're going to have like this hook shot thing. Uh, I forgot what it's called. But it's like, it basically it's like you're like attaching yourself. Like, yeah, just imagine like a hook shot. And basically the idea with that is that you're able to kind of jump into the into fights. And if you get staggered, you're able to jump back in. It just makes movements more fluid and stuff like that. And again, it's very beginner friendly. And that was one of the reasons I was like just looking and reading and reading the previews. And I was like, wow, this is, this is I think this is the game that I should have started with. I know Monster Hunter World kind of set the tone for me. But this seems like the perfect game for any newcomer to come in. It's designed in a way, uh, first of all, I should also talk about the open credit score. It's at 87. It's doing really, really good. People are loving this game. Um, and it is a very self-contained game. So from my understanding, there's not really a, a big focus on end game at the moment. I'm sure they'll probably add stuff like that later on. But at the moment, it seems like it's a very self-contained game. You can have a good 40, 50, 60 hour experience with this game, have a great time and be done with it. And I think that's kind of one thing I really like about it. I, I don't want anything to be kind of added. I don't I don't want no seasons to be added or anything like that. I know that's like the trend right now with, with when it comes to video games. Everyone wants to do a season, everyone wants to do a battle pass. For me, for sometimes I just want a, a self-contained game where I, I start, I go from the start, I get to the end, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. And when I have the itch, when I want to come back, like you know, I want to be I'll I'll come back accordingly, but I don't want there want it to be there right from the get-go. And this game seems to be very, really, very really perfect, like just perfect for, for someone like myself who first of all like you know didn't like loves games like Dark Souls and everything like that. But for me, the monster hunter craze, the, the love for that the gameplay, I just didn't understand because it feels it just never felt as fluid. It it felt a little clunky. It felt like when you get hit, you get staggered and put into positions where getting back into a fight is not as fluid. And that was one of my complaints with Monster World and one of the reasons that i like, you know, I found it really hard to kind of get into it. And Monster Rice seemed to be taking all that away. Uh, it it is more hand-holding from my understanding. It's made stats and everything when it comes to your gear, uh, what you get when you eat stuff, which is a big part of, of Monster Hunter. All that stuff, it they've made it very, very easy to understand, very comprehensive. You can basically get in and understand what you need to do before you go into a fight uh, what you need to, what you need to wear or what you need to prepare, anything like that. It just kind of lays all the stuff down for you to kind of get you into this world, you know, just allowing you to get into this world and understand that, Hey, this is tough. This is a challenging world. This is a challenging game, but here you go. We're going to, we're going to show you step-by-step so that maybe if you really like this game, you know, maybe you want to check out the other monster game, because I think there's monster generations on the switch. And I think that's Monster Hunter Three on on the Wii U and stuff like that. I, again, that's really hard to get. Monster Hunter Generation is more of the what the, the type of Monster Hunter people expect. And I think this is kind of perfect because I think more and more games like like these franchises, the big franchises, uh like even like Hitman. To be honest, uh, like Hitman Three recently. Like you know, these are games that have a a good amount of a good amount of fans that want these games that want the, the next sequel want the next big thing but the newer gamers the newer generation for for them it's a it's a little hard to get into these games that has such, such a long story history and also it's hard for the, for them to get into a game that they know is tough or that they know it can be challenging So you know when, when it comes to Final Fantasy VII remake it's not an easy game uh, but at least I stretch to imagine but, uh, imagination but uh, but it's still it's still a lot easier than what the OG, Final Fantasy VII was like. You know, it's a lot easier to kind of get into. It's a lot easier to understand what's happening. The gameplay is a lot more fluid and easier to get into. Uh, similar to Hitman 3. Like Hitman 3, like I've played all the recent Hitmans, uh, the new Hitman generation, Hitman Hitman 2016, Hitman 2018, and then this one. And I've played the older ones as well because I love that series. And this one, I can see what they were doing because they're like, hey, you want to get a cool kill, right? You want to get like these cool assassinations? Here you go, we'll, we'll show you step by step. But once you're done with this, go back and just try something new, try it out, save as much as you want and and come back in and everything like that. I think that's what Monster Hunter Rise is doing. Monster Hunter Rise is saying that, hey, look, we have this version. We have this thing where we're going to show you everything step by step. But once you're done with that, we we believe that, you know, you can handle yourself. You can do your thing now. You don't need us to kind of hold your hand and get you through this. You can do all this. And I like that. I like when games do that. So that's one of the reasons I'm really excited about Hunter Rise. It's coming up really, really soon. Uh, I'll obviously talk about talk more about it um next week and when i've played it a little bit but I think definitely I can i I'm, I don't want to recommend it just based off me not having played it but I think anyone that's an, even like remotely interested in this game like just look at the the reviews look at if it's something that you're even you know kind of i always kind of mentioned that but like if you do want to invest your time in this and just give it a shot give it a shot like see see if you enjoy it I think the best thing you can do is like you know maybe borrow it from someone or see if you can get it get it from somewhere where you can return to the game if you need to. Um, I don't know how that works exactly, but definitely check out this game because it might be it might be worth your time and you might be a new Monster fan after that. The other game that I'm so excited for is It Takes Two. It Takes Two is is made by Joseph Ferris, whom I I love. He's like this this gaming director who is just, like, one of my favorite directors of all time at this point. He made this amazing game called Brothers, brothers A Tale of Two Sons, which I played on my PS3, which was this indie game that people, no one talked about. I just, it just, it just frustrates me that no one really talked about it. And, like, I played that game, and it was such a great game. It's about these two brothers, and you're controlling each brother with one analog stick, and you're doing all these puzzles, and it had such an amazing story. The next one was A Way Out. And when that came, it was so fun. Me and my girlfriend, we, we, we played that game. It was such a fun game. It was such a fun time. And, you know, we obviously shared uh, screens and everything like that. That's kind of what he was pushing for. He's pushing for this idea that he wants to kind of bring back Couch Co-op, but be able to tell these amazing stories with Couch Co-op. And like I had such a different time, and the ending was really, really funny as well. Really, really great. I like, I like loved a way out, and I was so excited to like know what he's doing next. I'm like, what's what's the next game? What's the next game? And this got announced, and I'm like, oh my god! I looked at my girlfriend. I'm like, this is this is gonna be the perfect game, and she's this is the game she's most excited for. And I got and, 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 at the moment on Open Critic, it's at an 88. At the moment on on Wednesday, this is this it's like, I'm so glad that he's getting the recognition like finally. Uh, like Joseph Farr is like. Give him all the money he wants for any game. Like, seriously, like he's such a revolutionary, like he's thinking about games in a way that I wish more more developers were thinking about. And that's going to go on to my point when I was trying to make about this is why we need more games like it takes two. Because of pandemic and everything like that, I get it. But for a long time, we have been moving away from this idea that, you know, couch co-op is, is gone. Everything is online based. And I get that. I get the idea behind it because it's easier to reach someone when they're online, when they're at their own home. But couch co-op has a very, very different feel to it. Playing Super Smash Brothers with someone on your couch or Mario Kart or Mario Party, any of these Mario games, any of the Nintendo games, I should say, or, you know, even on on playing Call of Duty Black Ops, the uh, the zombie mode, couch co-op with someone, it's very, very different. It's a very different kind of fun. And in my opinion, my my honest opinion, this couch co-op fun is, it just trumps, it trumps the online fun. You know, you can do a raid online and have a great time, hundred percent. But if you could do a raid in the in the same room with everyone else there, playing with you, that's very different. You know, that you have, you get to work off of people's reaction. You see people's reaction. They're right next to you. You get to share these emotions together, and that is that's one of the things that we're missing for the longest time. And the pandemic gave everyone a reason to say, "Oh yeah, everything's online. Everything's online." You know, Among Us and. Uh, and fall guys and all that stuff, and I'm like, yeah, like I get that, I still get, I understand that, but I don't want this to be a situation where we're kind of turning away or we're moving away from these online experiences. And I know, I'm as I'm saying this, it it takes it takes two, and even a way out. Both of these games can be played online. They can you can have someone on the other side across the world playing this game with you. But like, what my main per my main thing was that one of the main things about this game is. That you see. First of all, you see the other character. You, if you're playing as one character, it's split screen. Even if you're playing online, you're, it's not gonna be a game where it's like if you're if it's uh, you're playing online, you just see your screen. No, no, no. That's the very, very important part about this game, right? It's about working off of what your or your friend is doing or what your loved one is doing, and kind of playing that together, making mistakes together, having a fun time, and having a laugh. And you know, for me, the couch aspect of it. Again, like, I'm very fortunate, you know, uh, my girlfriend and I were obviously being able to quarantine together uh, I, because of the way our household and everything work. But I know that that's not the case for everyone. I know it's very, very hard for people to be able to do that at the moment, right? But we don't, I don't want this to be a thing where we're just kind of forgetting about couch coa. We're forgetting about that joy we get when we get to play with someone on the couch. We will get there again. I don't want anyone to think that this is it, that this online is the only way to go. no we will get there. We have lights at the end of the tunnel. It's going to be a great time. And I'm so glad that there's someone that is able to not only take this concept of couch co-op, but is able to put a heart wrenching, a heart tugging or whatever, emotional tugging, emotional strings, tugging, whatever. I don't know what you want to call it, but like something that's emotional, a journey that you're going through and having a great time and discovering and sharing that journey together. And being able to kind of experience that with someone else. And that's kind of the main thing about this is that about this games, that the game that he makes is that it's about sharing the experience with someone else. It's not about me, you playing Kingdom Hearts on your own, kind of like how I am doing right now or playing a Zelda game or playing Hitman or something like that, you know, like it's not about you playing the game on your own and maybe taking a screenshot and sending it to someone or streaming it to people or anything like that. It's about you being right there next to a person or being in communication with someone on the headset or anything like that. And being able to share the experience as you go through it, as you go through it. And they're also doing it because they're also involved in the game. It's not them just watching. It's them being involved in the game. And I think games like that are so important, are so like so far between like I I just wish they were more frequent and people start taking cues from this. I'm so glad that It Takes Two is doing so well. I've already pre-ordered this game. I'm always a big supporter. I always pre-order games that I feel are very worthy of it. Because I always believe that you know it shows them that we want this game. Kind of same way, like if you're unhappy about a game, don't buy it. If you're unhappy, uh, a game is doing something that's not not good, don't pre order anything like that. But if you are happy with it, if you do want to support them, pre ordering isn't a bad idea. Or even if you want, just wait till the last minute. Wait till like the last day. Wait till the day the game comes out, and then go buy it on that day if you can, or download it or whatever you can on your on your systems. But like I just I just want to I just want to shout out to Joseph Ferris like. You know, I know I'm a very small time podcast host and, and streamer and everything like that and YouTuber and all that. But I would like love to meet someone like Joseph Farad because he seems like such a fun and interesting person. Uh, but that's just OK. I, I think we can move on. But <laughs> please check out It Takes Two. It Takes Two is going to be amazing. I can already tell it's going to be amazing. I'll talk about it next week once I've played it. So we will quickly do a rundown of the game that I've been playing. Um, I've been playing Twilight Princess. on on the Nintendo Wii U. So finally moved on to Twilight Princess after Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask was tough. That that challenges you a little bit. Majora's Mask, I have no idea how I would be able to do that uh, without a guide. But Saf Silva and I, we started playing Twilight Princess and so far it's really good. It's It's a big step up. I'm already liking how it kind of moves away from the, the weirdness of Majora's Mask where you have, like, you kind of... I have no idea how people figure out stuff in Majora's Mask, but in this one, at least the stuff te- seems a bit more streamlined, which I know for a lot of Zelda fans is, is not a good thing, but for me, it's, it's a pretty good thing. I, I don't mind that at all. Uh, but I'm really enjoying it so far. We've only played for, like, a couple of hours uh, because we just finished Majora's Mask, but I'm pretty excited to kind of keep going into that. Uh, the other big game, I finally finished Hitman 3. Um, for the longest time, the More level, which is the second level in the game, had this weird issue where once I was done with the level, I, would, I always loved to go back and do a bunch of different kinds of assassinations and stuff like that and just kind of discover the world a little bit more. And for whatever reason, once you're getting towards the end of the mission, the game would freeze. So it, it, it's not like the PS5 doesn't freeze because you're able to just, just quit the game and whatever. Uh, and it's only that level. It's so It was so frustrating for me because I have like this weird... Thing where I need to just make sure that I, I 100% every level moving forward so I did that for Dubai then I finally moved on to Dartmoor and the Dartmoor level started doing that and I'm like oh my god this is so frustrating but then after a while I just kind of told myself like look I need to finish this game I, I have so many other games I need to get through and stuff like that stuff like that so I just kind of went through and did a bunch of assassinations for the other ones uh the next the couple of set of missions and just wow like I'm this is my favorite game of this year so far uh, let's let's. I mean, there's two big games coming out this, this week, so we'll see what happens after that once I've played those. But I, I love Hitman 3, especially this game, like the way it ties everything together. Um, because it is like the trilogy, the way they, they set everything up. And they do do a lot of things that will surprise you when it comes to this game because of the way the game is set up, the way this whole new Hitman series is set up is with this idea that you have a location go in it there's like a bunch of ways to do it and then get out right and then it will surprise you obviously i'm not going to mention anything past that but it will surprise you in terms of what it does uh with that uh especially towards like the later later episodes or location what are we going to call them but hitman 3 like i'm yeah I'm, I'm such a big fan of hitman i just want them to keep churning out more and more stuff i think they recently announced an expansion pass i'm hoping it's more of like what do we expect we we saw in hitman 2 where it's you know you get new locations stuff like that, but from the initial the stuff I read, it doesn't seem like that's the case. I think it's just more of them. Uh, it, it's kind of going like that season pass route of what we see in Destiny and stuff like that, which i I I could be okay with. I wanna I wanna see I wanna see what they actually do, what actually comes up of this. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. I don't wanna you know say anything in terms of anything good or bad about it. I, I just want to say I'm a big Hitman fan, so uh, anything new to Hitman, I will be looking at it uh, quite closely. The other game that I just started playing recently on stream was Magic Legends. This is like a Diablo version of a, of a Magic game, I guess. I've never been into Magic, so this is like my first foray into that world, I guess. And uh, the open beta was out. It's, a, it's supposed to be a free-to-play game, I believe. Um, so I, I think, I don't know how they're going to monetize it. I'm, uh, that always worries me when they don't kind of, at least I don't know initially how they're going to monetize it. Um, but the gameplay was really, really fun. I was surprised about that. The game runs okay. It doesn't run... I, have a, I still have a pretty good GPU and everything like that. Uh, but the game runs okay. It looks it, it looks good enough. It looks good, I should say. It does look good. It just runs okay. But the combat, the gameplay was really, really fun. I was surprised by how much I was enjoying the combat and how it looked. Uh, but the story missions or the, just the mission, the way that the, the mission is structured, they do get very repetitive. And that's kind of what my brain immediately turned to was like, okay, but it is, it is a free to play game. And like, that's kind of how I have to like, I, as I'm playing it, I keep kind of reminding myself of that, that, oh, it's a free to play game. Oh yeah, wait, it's a free to play game. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I just, I, I'm hoping to see more progression in terms of the way the missions are, are laid out, in terms of what they want for the missions. Um, there's just a lot of quests that like re- require you to go to one location on a map and just interact with someone and they're like okay you're done now go all the way back and like that was it that was the entire like mission part right and so stuff like that i i'm not like 100 percent like i'm not really like i don't i don't know maybe that's just me i I, i'm sure they can improve that and over time uh like i said this is just them Uh, this is like you know just the beginning of this game they're i'm sure they're gonna like be tweaking stuff here and there i mean look at final fantasy 14 and stuff like that right like they've improved that like immensely and I'm sure Path of Exile obviously probably would have gone to something similar initially. So I'm pretty, I'm interested in trying out. I still in my, on my PC, I haven't installed or anything like that. So I'll probably try and play it again, a couple of nights here and there, maybe stream it again and see how it, how it goes. Uh, but yeah, that's those are the three games I've been playing, not, not a lot of other stuff. I've just been, uh you know, it just, I think it's just kind of those weeks where. I know games are on the horizon so because of that I just don't want to invest myself into a game or if I'm not in the mood I just I'm just like you know what I'll wait for Moss Hunter I'll wait for it takes two um these games are coming out so I'm gonna wait until them until then either way there's way too much stuff to watch at the moment either way I'm like re-watching Futurama which I'm loving because that's like one of my that's basically my favorite like anime cartoon I don't know I shouldn't say anime but like you know that's that style of cartoon show I just love Futurama I wish they would uh, make more of that and just yeah I've just been watching stuff like that here and there and just kind of enjoying it and obviously putting out videos and podcasts and stuff like that so yeah other than that of course please check out my Zack Snyder's the Justice League review that I did with my sister on on fresh off the screen so you can look up fresh off the screen we had a great conversation about that uh I mean I'm not gonna say anything if you want to know just check it out but uh, any DC fans and everything like that will really, really enjoy that. So thank you everyone for joining today. really, really means a lot. Please email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. Uh, all the emails, social links, all that stuff will be uh, in the description below. And I will see everyone next time. Bye.